0: Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I got how tell you right now. I want You gotta wait, sweetie. This is important. Every Friday I put out an episode of my podcast. And some people listen in Germany. And that's important to me, apparently. Because I was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus. Rolling down Highway 41. I was planning to start the episode by singing that Allman Brothers line. Born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus rolling down Highway 41. That sounds like a pretty shitty way to be born. But I guess it's also romantic in some ways. I went to college in Macon, Georgia, which is where Highway 41 goes through. And every time we get on it, I forget the name of the road. Somebody that lives in Macon will obviously remember this. But I'm like, oh, man, Highway 41, just like the Allman Brothers song. Do you ever, like, you know, you tie, you're at a place physically And then you think about some famous song associated with that place. And then you sing like a couple, like, you know, beats or whatever of that song in your head because you're at that. Like, that's such a loser move. (laughs) I do it too. I used to drive from Tampa, Florida to Macon, Georgia to go to college. And then on that drive up 75 in Florida, you cross the Suwannee River. And the sign over the Suwannee River has, you know, musical notes next to the name of the Suwannee River. So you go way down upon the Suwannee River. Far, far away. I just realized that probably not everybody knows that song in America. But when I grew up in Florida, we had to take Florida history. So I was, you know, I was like, oh, dude, do you know the Swanee? Fuck? Yeah, dude, I know the fucking Swanee River song, okay? Do you know what the state bird of Florida is? It's the mockingbird. Did you know that? I had to learn that shit in school, dude. We went on a fucking uh, field trip. <laughs> well, there's no need to say the F word there. Yeah, dude, we went on a fucking field trip to uh, St. Augustine. It's like the oldest city in America fountain of youth that was neat i was like dude this is sick and then i think you you can go to the fountain of youth and and you're like dude should we drink that water and like do not drink that water that is extremely dangerous water it's uh it's gay pride weekend in new york city huge pride parade i've lived in new york for 14 over 14 years now and i used to live in the west village and the parade would just basically go right by my apartment and you know it's awesome it's a great like spirit like the vibe is very like loving and embracing but it's a lot of trash on the on the they throw on the ground and i live there you know it's like oh big fun party on sunday and then on monday we're just gonna jet and be hung over and then you just gotta walk through the sea of trash guys can we clean up as we go i think all parades should be forced to make the attendees just pick up around you as you're walking come on guys (laughs) it's fine it's fine you can do whatever you want but now I live in the East Village, and there's a gay bar on my block. And they said that they're going to be open at noon on Sunday. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking go to this bar at noon on Sunday and be like, guys, just to be clear, I am straight. I support gay rights in the gay world. I have gay friends. Like, I'm in. But just just know. <laughs> Danny, no one cares. This, I, this, I'm just getting myself canceled for literally no reason. And he fucking who? Welcome to the Fun Friday Pod. I watched this movie this week, uh, The Lost Daughter. It's on Netflix and I was like, you know what? Lost Daughter cuz I'm like, oh, well, I'm a guy. If it's called The Lost Daughter, is this going to be like a real like like, you know, wh- like feminine oriented movie? And I'm just going to be like, oh man, I'm not really relating to this cuz I'm not a fucking chick, dude. But it was, it was great. It was a great movie. I I keep thinking about it. I feel like a, you know a movie is good if you keep thinking about it. You know, it's kind of one of those understated movies and Maggie Gyllenhaal is the director of it and I think That's why I watched it, because I love her. What was that movie, Stranger Than Fiction, that she was in with Will Ferrell, where they started making out when he was playing that guitar song? And she just, like, her spirit and vibe and the way she acts, it's amazing. So I'm like, anything she directs, I'm in for. I was about to say she did The Beguiled, directed The Beguile, but that was Sophia Coppola. Sophia Coppola and Maggie Gyllenhaal, I feel like they are kindred spirits. I wonder if they're friends. Dude, are y'all friends? Do y'all fucking chill, dude? But the whole time I was watching The Lost daughter i kept thinking oh the lead in this movie is um helena bonham carter i'm like this is helena bonham carter who is also the lead in the second half of the queen when there's a new queen and she's older i'm like oh good job Danny. any good job identifying the actress as helena bonham carter and then she was also in in my mind <laughs> she was also in that strange movie the master i think it was not the master god damn it what the what the the favorite the favorite the one where they're like shooting skied out front, and the 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 queen has, a, or the the I don't know, the matriarch has a lesbian affair. Anyway, oh my god, Helena Bonham Carter was in the Queen. She was in the favorite, and now she's in the Lost Daughter. Turns out, wrong person, Danny. It's Olivia Colman, you fucking moron, dude. Olivia Colman is the shit. I love her. She's great. She's outstanding in the Queen. So vulnerable. So she just displays the widest range of emotions. And if you haven't seen The Lost Daughter, I, I recommend it. It's also got the Dakota Johnson. She looks great in a one piece in that movie. Not going to lie. Is that okay to say? Is that okay to say? That's okay. And it's I like movies that have a low-key, great cast of characters. Ed Harris is in it. Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard. I like uh, I like when characters are like he, like, he has this long, bushy beard, and he's like this erudite uh, professor, and the lead falls in love with him during her younger days, and you're just like, oh, man. This guy's giving a super smart fucking lecture, and that means that chick's going to fall in love with him, and then she does, and has an effect. Danny, don't give away the plot, you piece of shit. But um, anyways, I, I think The Lost Daughter is well worth watching. It's one of those movies where you're like, oh my god, I think X is going to happen. X never happens. It's kind of this subtle slow burn. <laughs> Zach McGovern, former co-host of Space What the Fuck Dude, he hates movies that are subtle slow burns, but I love them. I just love the character development, you know, just the little small moments of slights and, you know, apologies for the slights. That that kind of stuff, I think, just makes a, for a great movie when you can really immerse yourself in the moment of what's going on instead of fucking lasers, fucking chill, fucking Fast and the Furious, stupid 19. Yeah. So another way I've been entertaining myself this week. I don't have kids. I've, I have plenty of time. Uh, I've been watching uh, my next guest needs no introduction. The Letterman Show. On Netflix, apparently it, they had a fourth season come out recently. I watched all of those. I thought it was really good, and then I just kept watching. And apparently, I watched stuff from like 28 You ever watch a show? You are like, oh, this is new content. And then you are like, someone in the show says, oh, it's twenty eighteen. dang this is four years old. Like, do you not even know what you are watching? Apparently not. Um, but Letterman in twenty eighteen interviewed Malala, and I was, I mean, I am gonna be honest with you, dude. I am not trying to be a dick. I didn't really want to watch it. I am like, I know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be this sad tale, you know. And it's going to talk about, I mean, obviously, very important issues. But I just felt like it was going to be this kind of like uh, preachy kind of episode, like you know, like a very serious episode of my next guest. But it actually wasn't. It was, it was pretty loose and fun. And I mean, they talked about a lot of serious topics too. But I, Letterman made this joke to her, dude. He goes, um, he was talking about the Taliban. He goes, yeah. He goes, I used to be on their mailing list, and then they show Malala's face, and she just kind of like squints her nose up a little bit, like. All right? Was that a was that a fucking joke? <laughs> it's like I'm always impressed when a famous or like a I don't know, comedian like out like offends me. I was like, dude, I would never make that joke. That's offensive. That's going too far. Like family guy, I'm like, that's offensive. You guys are going too far. And it's like you know, because you think as a comic in New York, you're like, "Oh, I'm cool, dude. I'm edgy. I get it. You can't offend me." And then I'm like, "Dude, don't say that to my <laughs> I know. I got to work on that laugh. I listen to my fucking sets, you know, and my stand-up sets, and I'm I'm just trying. You're supposed to listen to your sets as a comic, and I'm doing the self-critical thing. I have, like, an image of a pair of scissors in my head. Like, where can I cut? Where can I edit? Am I talking too fast? Am I reciting? And then sometimes I do this little cackly laugh, and I guess that is my natural laugh, but it's like, dude, maybe they're having a good time, and now this (laughs) laugh... So I'm trying to work on my laugh, but then that feels insincere, too. I guess I'm just going to leave it as is, but I wish I had a better laugh. I do have a good laugh, dude. I can laugh pretty well, man. Ha 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 ha. That's a better laugh than, <laughs> Danny, you fucking loser. Don't call yourself a loser, sweetie. You fucked me good last night. <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs> my friend Haley says it sounds like something sound like of a kid on South Park when I use that voice. You're not using a voice. I am your good man. You're right, toots. Don't say toots. That's offensive. All right, just sitting here in my apartment alone, entertaining myself. Um, Haley is great. She's a great pod listener. She lives down there in Nashville, Tennessee. Danny, you gonna come down here? Now we can have fun at the bar, have a few drinks, have a good time, have a couple laughs. But at the end of the night, I'm getting me an Uber back home. You can make yourself back to the hotel. Ain't nothing gonna happen. You hear me? I got a son to raise. I ain't bringing back no bald moron. You're in your mid-40s. You should be married already. I'm busy. Haley, um, listened to my interview last week with the pilot from a major European airline. Couldn't say his name, protect his identity. Blah blah. blah. She said, "I listened to the pilot interview, and I couldn't believe how little they get paid in the U.S." Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that either. Like, if you're a pilot in the United States and you're uh, not like a, you know, thirty-year Air Force veteran pilot that's working for a major airline, like you get paid by the hour to get like your flight time up or whatever. I'm like, dude, by the hour, and I guess the hourly rate isn't even that great. Dude, if you're putting your life at risk, you should be paid a lot. What the fuck? Uh, also, that sucks your Instagram. Hacked. Yikes. I know. My Instagram's still fucking hacked. These fucking hackers, dude. I have a friend at Meta. I guess I'm using my, my, uh, my white privilege. Hey, I came from a poor background. Okay? I lived in a mobile home. I lived on the property of a school in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I was seven years old. I was very poor. <laughs> she supposedly <laughs> helped me, but it's just like, dude, why, why you got to take my Instagram, man? Come on. You, you don't realize how much you depend on Instagram as a conduit to the world until someone takes it away from you. Uh, what else did you say? Oh, my, OMG, don't get, even get me started on the whole rich people get what they want, whether it's fair or not issue. I was talking about the LIV golf tournament that the Saudis are started, have started and how US PGA golfers are like, uh, you know, a lot of them are upset about it and someone commented, you know, the, usually in life what happens is the rich people get what they want. Everybody else just kind of deals with it. Haley continues that infuriates me that money can win over rule justice. I don't know what rule justice means over justice. I and mean, then, yeah, apparently Justin Bieber's face was half paralyzed. So he had to cancel his show at MSG. That sucks, dude. Um, I think it helps to share. I think it does help to share what other people are going through, like those farmers. So these farmers in India that were despairing over not being able to pay back their loans because their crops had flooded. Haley goes, we get trapped in our own world and hearing what others are going through forces us out of our own selfish thoughts. It spawns ideas of how to help others and or be thankful for what we have. I like what you said about not comparing our lives to others. We all have our own purpose and it would be a boring world if we all lived the same lives. Completely agree, Haley. She says, have you ever read or listened to Eckhart Tolle? I have not listened to Eckhart Tolle, dude. I got to peep that, I guess. I feel isn't he like kind of new agey and shit? She sent me a link to his book called A New Earth. She said, I read it several times and I lived in New York in the subway. It's the only thing that kept me sane. Uh, oh, I guess that's too personal to will read that part of it. All right. Anyway. kid, Dude, by the way, I went for a run tonight down by the East River Park. You know, the one people are trying to save that can't be saved. <laughs> and uh, there's this one part. It's like a little bridge, like a pedestrian bridge over the river. Like most of the pathway is along the waterfront, but over like, you know, land. But then some parts of the running path are kind of these like silver, uh, I guess like steel grated bridges. And I was running over the steel grate bridge part, which I've done literally hundreds of times before, busted my fucking ass, dude. And my phone went out of my hands. Now it's sliding along a steel grate that has a lot of slats where if the phone was facing, you know, perpendicular. To the bridge it would just go straight into the old east river and be gone forever and thank god it didn't slide down that great but i fucking landed on my fucking palms you know and then i heard somebody you know it's so embarrassing when you fall like you're in pain i, saw, I literally saw stars for a minute even though i didn't hit my head i was like jesus christ so this is embarrassing you know get up you don't look like an idiot pick up your phone start running and i heard somebody say something and i waved my hand to this guy like i'm okay man and that guy hadn't said anything to me <laughs> so there's no need for the wave and then, like, 15 seconds later, this guy passed me and turned to me and was like, hey, man, you okay? And I was like, I am. Thanks a lot, man. He's like, no problem, dude. I just love, like, little things like that, I think, make the world go round, you know? They're like, oh, New York's a tough town. Everybody's an asshole. Get out of my way. I'm walking here. And then someone, you fall, and someone's like, hey, man, are you all right? That's just, it's great. It's a great part of society when that happens. Man, I was like, Danny, do I have enough content for this week? Now I'm just barreling through. I mean, I've apparently I have more than enough content. I'm like, Danny, you need to fucking wrap this up, motherfucker. Um, I went to the stand comedy club and restaurant last night on Park Avenue and 16th Street. Sometimes during the week, if I don't have a spot, I'll go up to the stand just to like socialize, be on comics. You know, you're like, it's the hang. It's all about the hang. Hey, man, what's up, dude? And sometimes I go up there and I'm like, I don't really know or like these people. I'm like, I I gotta get out here. That was a waste of time. I'm a loser. Why did I come here by myself? But then last night, I had a great time. I hung out with um, Peter James Fowler. He's been a guest in the pod like three or four times. And uh, Tim Dillon was there. Dude, Tim Dillon is so funny. He's one of those people, like, he toured. He said he just did, like, 51 cities. I think he was touring with Whitney Cummings, I believe. And he did a spot, came outside. All the fans were coming out and be like, that was so great. That was so great. And then we were talking something about, like, going to Italy. And somebody was saying, like, you should go to Italy. And I was. he's like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, dude, you could do spots. You could do spots in Rome. And he's like, dude, I don't want do spots in Rome. You got to fly to a beautiful place. And then <laughs> you're like, oh, I got to get out of here, guys. I got a spot at 730. And he's like, you go to some... Comedy spot and it's literally run by a clown, <laughs> like in Italy. The, the cl- there's clowns that run the comedy shows. Oh man, I don't know. Maybe that's not as funny to you as it is to me. But I was just dying over that. I, I, that's so funny, he, dude. He, he's like not even like performing or like on his podcast. He just naturally funny off the cuff. I love people like that. Oh yeah, and the, my pilot friend. Another thing. He. I know this a little disjointed. Whatever. He said um he told me that like one of the worst experiences he had flying a plane was when they had 6 hours of turbulence and I was like was it really bad and he's like oh yeah pe- everybody was throwing up dude 6 hours excuse me a violent turbulence god damn it dude I when I mean when it's turbulent for like 3 to 4 minutes I'm like are you serious am I going to have to continue but violent 6 hours people were throwing up like uh, uh, I don't I don't want that. Uh-huh. One time I went to an uh, open mic at Broadway Comedy Club upstairs back in the day. it's probably like seven, eight years ago. And there was a flight attendant who performed in the show. And she was like, you know, people are worried about turbulence. She's like, you're 30,000 feet in the air. There's going to be turbulence every single time. And I was like, God damn it, dude. I came here to laugh. And that not- well, maybe not an open mic, but you know, <laughs> I hate when you like learn something in comedy and it's like depressing. <laughs> you're like, ah, Fuck. Because I was talking to somebody about this this week, actually, like you go to a comedy show and you're like, oh, I'm just going to laugh and like shits and giggles and it's silly. But some, a lot of times you learn things, you know, because people are sharing their experiences like that flight attendant, for example. And then now you have new information in your life that you can't get rid of no matter what because it's stuck in your head forever. Turbulence. Uh, uh. Yeah. So my usual activity on weekend nights, if I like am like high and drunk <laughs> and then I go home alone, that never happens. Trust me. I like to put in my um, now that I've like. Oh, nice over-the-ear headphones. Dude, I have these Bose headphones. I got to work. Oh, they're so sick. like to listen to music, relax, read my quotes, think about life. And this is an, an old quote. Not an old quote. I don't know if it's an old quote. Who cares? That's point. The pointless. I'm going to erase the last 30 seconds. No, I'm not. Too lazy. Uh, this is a quote from Robert H. Frank. No idea who that is. Did I look it up to be a better podcast host? I did not. He said, uh, my point is that becoming an expert is so challenging that you are unlikely to expend the necessary effort unless the task is one that you love for its own sake. If it is, the process will be rewarding apart from whether it leads to high pay. It's so true, dude. Like, if you love stand-up comedy, you better fucking love it, dude. I mean, you know, a handful of people out of the great percentage of people that try comedy are going to hit it big early on. If you're not ready to grind for 10 to 15 years, just... This ain't your bad, kid. Conversely, the Dunning-Kruger effect. If you're bad, you should stop. <laughs> Sorry. Which also reminds me of a um, a quote that I heard. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Glenn Howerton. It was one of the actors from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And they were talking about the different forms of comedy. You know, writing a, a TV show, acting. And then they were talking about stand-up. And they are like, stand-up just seems like a whole different world. Like, stand-up is like the crack cocaine of the comedy world. And it really is. It's the crack cocaine of comedy and just like crack it's either great or it's fucking miserable i don't know what that means really it's just not you know all right that didn't really end in an inspiring way Danny. what are you doing honey you don't have to end every podcast with an inspirational quote just end the podcast and come rub my shoulders i'm not fucking you tonight i'm tired all right that's fine i'm down with that we're not watching the nba draft either it's stupid i agree all right you Thanks for listening to the Danny Palmer Show. Yeah, you know what? My only Instagram that's remain that remains is the Danny Palmer Show on Instagram. Also Black Hat Comedy. Every Friday, nine o'clock, I host that show. It's great. New York Comedy Club on the weekends. Other shit here and there when I pick it up. It happens from time to time. You never know. All right, dude. Have a fun, you know. I, did this. Danny just fucking hit stop, you loser.